Welcome to the teaching ministry of Dr. Benji Kelly and New Hope Church. We're glad you've joined us for this week's podcast. Dr. Kelly is currently leading us through a series entitled Love and Respect, Marriage Matters. Here's Dr. Kelly with this week's podcast. How are we doing today, church? You guys doing good? I can tell. I can tell. I don't know about you, but I'd like to start a petition that we get an hour every Saturday night. You know what I'm saying? Is that not the bomb.com? You got go to bed, man. You get an extra hour. And so we are so, so glad you are here for the kickoff of a brand new message series titled Love and Respect. I want to welcome all of the campuses. I'm talking about the internet campus all around the world, wherever you may be. We consider you a part of our church online. We're talking about the Kenya campus, the Columbia, South Carolina campus, the Garner campus, the North Carolina Correctional Institute, Women's Prison Campus, Sanford Campus, North Raleigh, Coffee House Campus here at Central, and the Downstairs Durham Central Campus. Why don't we all just, yes, right, just explode and welcome everybody, everybody. We are so glad you are here. Hey, I just want to just do two quick housekeeping things. Uh, They've already been mentioned, but I do want to say it. Listen closely to me, please, 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 please. A week from today, on November 9th, we will have Love and Respect Part 2. We're in the series, Marriage, next week. But we will have a part of the worship celebration where we just celebrate what God has done and is doing through Hope Rising. You do not want to miss it physically. And if I might say so to all of the campuses, you don't want to miss it financially. If you missed last Sunday or God just didn't speak to you yet and you haven't participated at all of the campuses in the chair pocket in front of you is a Hope Rising pledge card. You can also do it online. You just go to newhopechurch.org. Newhopechurch.org, go to the Hope Rising section. There is a downloadable secure pledge card. I'm not going to harp on this. I just want to say this to you with all sincerity. You don't want to miss this. You don't want us to celebrate next Sunday this big three-year season that we're heading into and you not be included in this divine drama that is unfolding. So it's not too late. It's not too late. We will announce that next Sunday. Secondly, um, just a reminder, uh, November 16th, you guys might recall a few months ago I announced this. I'm going to be doing this about four times a year. I'm going to be doing a salvation gospel message on November 16th. Have you ever wondered, hey, when should I bring a friend? That's the Sunday. Who is the person that you wrote on the wall or persons or who comes across your mind right now? I'm just going to let you know. Insider information right here. That is the Sunday I'm going to do my very best to present the gospel in a pure, unfiltered, simple way and offer salvation. We're going to start having these three or four times a year. We're going to call them Salvation Sundays. I'm going to let you know. Of course, your guests are welcome anytime. Amen? But I'm going to let you know specific Sundays, if you get them here, everything we do, music, announcements, my preaching, everything will build to a moment where your friends are going to have an opportunity to receive the gospel of Jesus Christ and be saved forever. Amen? Amen. So listen, when is it? When is it? November 16th. Okay. Hey, let's go get this. Marriage. Marriage. Woohoo! 
How many of you don't lie? How many of you, when we just sang that song, and I think we did it at all the campuses, and if we didn't, hey, you just need to know we sang a song at most of our campuses today, right before the message. It was titled, Loving You is Easy. Loving You is Easy. <laughs> what? Am I the only one? How many of you thought, Loving You ain't easy, honey? I'm just keeping it real. I'm just, listen, marriage is wonderfully beautiful. Wonder, the most beautiful relationship on the planet outside of our relationship with God. I mean, it's the only relationship in the Bible that, that, that's likened to the relationship between Jesus and his church. It's beautiful. Can I get an amen? But it's freaking hard. Marriage is hard. And we're not going to go in this with rose-colored glasses. Marriage, here's why it's hard. You take two imperfect people who are different which we're going to talk about today. And then you say, hey, I got an idea to live together for the rest of your life. I mean, marriage is hard work. The complexities of marriage and the complexities of relationships in general are just hard. And we live in a social media day, right? We're in a social media revolution and we're supposed to be more connected than ever before, right? Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're all supposed to be more connected than ever before. And the truth is you do any study of modern day culture and you realize we are as lonely as we've ever been. We are as disconnected as we have ever been. Marriage, wonderful and hard. I I had a friend who told me one time, marriage is like getting a phone call at 3 o'clock in the morning. You get the ring, baby, and then you wake up. (laughs) Oh, 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 that was awesome. It caught a wave. And everybody, some of you, half of you got it, and the other half, like, oh. Single people, you need to know this going into it. Which is why if you're single, this is a series for you. Some of my favorite single uh, series before I got married, when I was single, were marriage series. And I took notes, right? You're divorced. This is a series for you. Don't check out. Marriage, marriage, marriage. The reason it is hard is because because we're so different. Different's not bad. We're just different. And we're going to use these colors. It's a a pink-blue thing, if you will. It's a pink-blue thing, and, and I need to give credit where credit is due. This life group that I was in studied this series called Love and Respect. Not just at New Hope, we did it in a life group here, but before this I studied this material, Love and Respect, by Dr. Emerson Ingeritz. Emerson Ingeritz wrote a book called Love and Respect. I'm telling you, nothing has transformed my marriage like this series, and we don't have the perfect marriage. Let me just go and get that out there right now. But the point is, men are different, women are different. Guys, you need to know this. Women look at the world through pink. They see the world through pink. And if you're ever going to be able to get to their heart, you have to understand that they see and they speak to the world through pink. For example, when a woman says... I have no clothes. (laughs) What she means is, I have nothing new to wear. (laughs) Men. When homeboy says, 
I have no clothes. What he's really saying is, I don't have any clean clothes. And some of you men are like, dude, what's wrong with that? I can wear a pair of underwear seven weeks. College students going, what's wrong with that? (laughs) Right, right, right. When a woman says, that was the worst meal I've ever made. Guys, you are not supposed to say, no, it ain't. (laughs) The reason the guys are laughing so hard is we've made that mistake once. Once, right, 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 right. Men, we, we see the world through blue lenses. We speak through a blue megaphone. Women see through pink. Different. Not bad. Just different. And it's fascinating to me that you get into the Bible and Jesus, when Jesus talks about this one reality, he says this. Have you not read that from the beginning the Creator made them what? What? And so Jesus is saying, by the way, he's quoting Genesis 1.27. Genesis 1.27. Write it down in your Bible margin. He says, have you not read that from the beginning the Creator made them male and female and said, for this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be united to his wife. Some of your translations say cleave to his wife. One day I'm going to preach a message called leave and cleave. Oh, that just landed. I can't bring it. Somebody's saying bring it. I can't bring it right now. I have another message. But I can bring this. Some of you, part of the problem of your marriage is that you've never left. You haven't, you're not leaving and cleaving You're still hanging on to mama. Hello. Or daddy. And by the way, if you ever say to your wife, that wasn't the worst meal you've ever made, she will go off on you and call you a mama's boy and tell you to go back to mama. (laughs) For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be united. I'm going to do a message called Leave and Cleave. I promise you it's coming sometime. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no human being separate what god has joined together let no human being separate so jesus is saying right here in matthew 19 there is a difference god made them what male and female or if i stick with my colors here male and female god made us different and part of the problem in our culture is that we're trying to take away the differences between the masculine man and the feminine woman god has made us different and the bible is very clear on this and then you come across this most poignant passage in the bible this is the thing that revolutionized my understanding of marriage and how i i needed to try and do a lot better it's it's in ephesians 5 you can go there if you want but let me just say this before i read it it's as if in ephesians 5 The Bible is saying to the church, here's the final word I'm going to give you on marriage. It's as if Paul is saying to the church at Ephesus, come here. Draw near. 
I have something very important to tell you. And we get this verse in the Bible. Husbands must... Husbands must what? Their wives. And wives must respect their husbands. Now from the top, all of us, ready, go. Husbands must love their wives. And wives must respect their husbands. It's golden. The Bible doesn't say husbands and wives love one another. Though we all know we should love one another. In this final word to the church, the wisdom of the Bible, starting in Genesis 1.27, that Jesus points out in Matthew that we're different. And Paul then jumps on as the final word to the church saying, hey, we're different. And the way we understand this difference and the way we communicate in our marriage is that husbands must... It doesn't say husbands should consider. Husbands what? Must love their wives and wives must respect their husbands. In other words, guys, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. A woman has an air hose. And that which breathes life into her is when you love her unconditionally. Oh, she said, amen. I think she put four syllables up in there. (laughs) And a man has an air hose which breathes life into him and brings out the best in him and it is called R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Respect. Respect. And by the way, a little side note, Aretha Franklin, come on. And you might say, well, wait a minute, wait, 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 come on, Pastor, there was a woman singing, singing about needing respect. Otis Redding wrote that song. Get you some of that. A man wrote that song. And then the the music industry brought it into the soul queen. And she sang about it. Wives must respect their husbands. Hey, we've been been seated a long time. I just know because of the order of worship that we've done. Can Can we just stand in honor of God's word? Can we just stand in honor of God's word? Because there's a context to this verse, and I don't want you to miss it. There's a context. Why don't, why don't we read it out loud together? We, we always like to do that. Ready? Go. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. In this same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself After all, no one ever hated his own body, but he feeds and cares for it, just as Christ does the church, for we are members of his body. Let me hear an amen. 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 For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become 
the word in Hebrew is hesed. Genesis 1. You, you shall leave your parents. You shall cleave to your husband. And hesed. H-E-S-S-E-D. Hesed. The two become one. This is a profound mystery. But I am talking about Christ and the church. However... Husbands must love their wives and wives must respect their husbands. Father God, you clearly have our attention today. We live in a culture jacked up over marriage. We're leaning in and we're listening to your word. Speak to us, Lord God. Take our minds and give us the mind of Christ. Take our hearts and fill with them, oh, Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit of God, take my lips and speak through them. For if you do not speak today, then absolutely nothing of significance will have been spoken in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. So... I know some of you are here, you might be a little skeptical, you might not even be a Christian, you just might be kind of checking this out, and number one, we're so glad you're here. The beauty, one of the reasons I love teaching on marriage is because I believe what I teach up here is relevant for believers and unbelievers. So you can be an unbeliever and get a lot out of this series. But what I want you to know is, I'm not just talking church talk. Even though the Bible spoke about this literally thousands and thousands of years ago, science has confirmed exactly what I am talking to you about today. Dr. John Gottman from the University of Washington led a research team. They studied couples for 20 years, couples that had been married at least 20 years when they started the study. And they followed those couples that had been married 20 years, and they followed them for another 20 years. The couples that they studied that were married to the same spouse for those 40 years, they came from various ethnicities, various socioeconomic levels, various Ways They were just different, if you know what I mean. They, they were not homogenous. It was a heterogeneous group. They studied them, and they found without exception that in those couples, the man was excelling at expressing agape, unconditional love to the woman, and the woman was expressing unconditional respect Toward the man. I'm telling you that this will revolutionize your marriage. You gotta know this. It will revolutionize it. So so just making it as plain as I can, let's just decipher, if you will, the male female code. <laughs> okay? Just make it simple here. Straight from the Bible. The man must love his wife. Unconditionally. Men, this can be a hard one for us. Especially if you are a performance-oriented man. This word that is used in Ephesians in the Greek, it is the agape form of love. It is unconditional. It doesn't matter if she looks like she looked when you married her. It doesn't matter if the meal was good. 
It doesn't matter if she pleases you in various and sundry ways. We must strive to unconditionally love our spouse. The woman must, what? Respect her husband. Unconditionally, ladies. You might be thinking, he doesn't deserve my respect. He ain't respectable. That's where you just derailed your marriage. Are you saved as a result of anything you've done? Ladies, the way you bring out the best in your man is you unconditionally respect him. I'm telling you this one simple truth made so clear in Ephesians 5 is the one thing that can either catapult a marriage into blessings and godliness and longevity or it is the one thing that can destroy a marriage and set its trajectory on a nosedive of contempt. Which, by the way, contempt is the corrosion of a marriage. There, there is this love and respect connection that I'm trying to get you to see on this first week. So let's let's go down another layer. Let's, let's take it a little deeper. So this is this is pretty you know this is pretty elementary. But for some of you, you probably like me. It's like whoa! I didn't realize the Bible said that. I've been trying to love him when I should be respecting him. I've been trying to respect her when I should be loving her. See, we speak our own language. And the key is to actually understand your spouse. And if she speaks and, and sees the world through pink, wise man, wise man, young grasshopper. You speak her language. And the converse is true. But let's, let's just take it a little bit deeper. There is this love and respect connection. And since you read the scripture probably as loud as I've ever heard you read scripture before, why don't we read this out loud? Ready? Go. The love and respect connection is when the woman does not feel love, she reacts with a lack of respect. And when a man does not feel, he reacts with a lack of love for his wife. Do you see it? She doesn't give you the respect that you think you need, man, and that God has hardwired you to receive. That's an important nugget. And you, by default, we don't even think about this sometimes, guys. We react with a lack of love. And when we react with a lack of love, she reacts with what? A lack of respect. This, this is huge. I mean, th- this is huge. A couple examples again. With the holidays, holidays are coming. You come through the holiday season. And she comes to you and she goes, I feel fat. I ate all that Thanksgiving turkey and dressing. And then we went to your mom's house. And she had all that good food. And you get mad at me if I don't eat. I feel fat. You, dude. <laughs> Y'all enjoying this way too much. You, and ladies, you got to understand, this comes from a good place. The guy hears this and he might be thinking to himself, you know, you have gained a few. 
But he doesn't. Don't, don't say that. Men, don't say that. But here's what you do. You're, you're having a good day. I mean, you, you're thinking with your head and heart. And so you, you think the Holy Spirit has spoken to you. And you go out the next day and you buy a dieting book for Christians. You do. <laughs> that wasn't the Holy Spirit speaking to you. That was the dressing. And you, you, you come home from work the next day and you say, hey, hey honey, bought you a gift. And you give her a dieting book for Christians. Dude, that will not end well for you. Now, now, now here's what's interesting. Here's what's amazing. If her girlfriend was to buy her that same book, Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Wait, when do you want to read? You want to go? Yeah, I'll come over to your house tomorrow at 9 o'clock in the morning. What do you say we read together? <laughs> thank you. Th- what if we, why, why don't we get on the treadmill together and we can read the book at the same time? <laughs> What's up with that? It is a pink, blue thing. Here's one. Here's one. She, looking at the world through pink lenses and speaking through her pink megaphone, she gets the dude, she gets her husband a marriage devotional book. How many of you had that happen? And she gives it to him because she wants to grow intimate. He takes it into his office where it gets lost in the clutter. He never opens the bad boy. He interprets it as... She doesn't think our marriage is good enough. She just bought me a marriage devotional book. He willingly lets it get lost in the clutter. She is a persistent woman, so she buys him a second one. And she highlights parts of it. And she sticks it by his recliner. And he's watching TV, working the most important muscle in the body. I'm just kidding. And there it sits. He won't touch it with a 10-foot pole. Because, ladies, what he is interpreting you saying is, you're not being a good husband. Our marriage stinks. And here's a gift that will get it right. Now, here's what's fascinating. Again, fascinating, fascinating. If he were to go out and buy a marriage devotional book and give it to her, (gasps) oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. What do you you say? We get in bed tonight. What do you say we get in bed and we read it together? (laughs) Let's do it. I'll I'll even wear lingerie. (laughs) We'll read together. And the next morning, the next morning, she gets up, she calls her friend. Oh, he bought me a marriage devotional book. Just different. 
the way God made us. And the wise husband will learn to speak and express agape, pink love to his wife unconditionally. And the wise godly woman will learn to speak and express, hear me ladies, unconditional respect for her husband. And if you don't, here's what happens. Here's what happens. You get into the cray-cray cycle. It's, it's the crazy cycle. It's the crazy cycle. And after I say this, some of you are going to go, man, that's where we live. It's the crazy cycle. Without love, without love, without love, she reacts what? Without respect. And without respect... He reacts without love. Say it with me. Without love, he reacts, she reacts without respect. Without respect, he reacts without love. You got it? Again, again, ready, go. Without love, she reacts without respect. And without respect, he reacts without love. And that bad boy just starts spinning. And the more it spins the faster it spins. And the faster it spins, the more marriages derail. And either men and women live together having lowered their expectations of what a God-honoring, intimate, passionate marriage should and could be like, and they've either settled for less or they've said, forget this. It's the crazy cycle. On behalf of men, ladies, can I say something? I just, I just want to speak for just a moment to the women. The greatest thing you can do for your man is to respect him. Even if you don't feel like he deserves it. Even if he's done many things that are unrespectable. The greatest thing you can do is respect your man. And if I might say so myself, you will stand out in this culture. I just want to go ahead and call a spade a spade. And some of you women might look at me and say, that's just, that's just, that's just coming through a blue... Blue megaphone. Oh, no, it's not. I challenge you this week to watch sitcom television or listen to radio and I, or listen to the political world. I challenge you to just listen through what I'm saying today. And we live in a culture where men are no longer respected by and large. As a result, men are very confused about what it means to be a man today. It is hardwired inside of your man, ladies, to be respected by you. As the culture and the world continually tries to 
pushed the man down and he is becoming more and more and more the butt of all the jokes. Again, you might not have noticed it, but just watch television. Just listen to the jokes people say. The one place that he desperately needs respect is in the home. It's it's hardwired into who he is. What happens when a wife fails to respect her man? Have you ever thought about that? What happens when a wife fails to respect her man? In many, many ways, it reinforces the notion, listen to me, that he doesn't have what it takes. That he, ha- he doesn't have what it takes to be the man of that home. He doesn't have what it takes to be the man of the household. He doesn't have what it takes to go out into the work world and make it happen. Ladies, we don't say this very well, but you have to hear this from me. Your words and expressions of respect, one-on-one and in front of the children and in front of other people, they are our lifeline. It is our air hose. It breathes life into us. And you take a man who is respected at home by his wife and he will go out and slay dragons. He will become the man that you've only dreamed about. Respect is the key that unlocks the man's potential. Respect is the key that tells that man what he probably didn't hear from his dad. And if he did, he probably didn't hear it that well. It was probably presented in a bad kind of way. It builds that man. It rebuilds that man in many cases. And it reinforces the reality that he has what it takes. And he can be the man that you've only dreamed about. Ladies, the one place he should get the respect that he needs that God has hardwired him to get is in the home from you. Let me just speak now on behalf of women. And I got to tell you, I'll probably speak better on behalf of men than women. But let me just try. Since I've spoken on behalf of the men out there, let me, let me speak on behalf of the women. Why is it such a big deal, guys, to the wife that she feels loved? Why is that such a big deal? Well, there are many, many answers, and I believe they're, they're, they're quite nuanced. But let me just try to unpack a few. I think... I think the biblical case can be made. You can go all the way back to Genesis and the fall. The fall of humanity. It is hardwired into a woman that she feels preferred. Key word, men. She feels preferred. She feels delighted in. She feels sought after. She feels captivating. You see, a man's core question is, am I respectable? A woman's core question, listen to me, man, listen, listen. Am I lovable? And when a man understands that's her air hose and he breathes into her day in and day out, unconditional love, I delight in you. 
I'm going to seek you. You are beautiful and lovable. And I will never, ever, ever leave you. Divorce, baby, is not an option. I'm in it to the end. Till death us do part, I love you. Guys, that's the key that will unlock the locket to her heart and will cause that woman to blossom for you. That is the key that unleashes the woman that you've only dreamed about. Love and respect is absolutely huge and when she gets that dude listen to me when she gets that there's no there's no limit to what your woman can do in the home in the workplace in the bed let's just talk about it guys see like like when i say love for guys we ladies we have a tendency to think sex. Guys, don't leave me out here all alone. There you are. There you are. Y'all were sitting there all holy for a moment. Shit. Shit. And the converse is true. When he gets the respect, it, it blesses all area of your life. Physical. Spiritual, vocational, sexual. This is how God has hardwired us. And it will revolutionize your marriage or your future marriages. And I can tell you as I sit up here before you today, listen, Amy Lynn and I do not have the perfect marriage. But here's what I know. (laughs) You can take it to the bank. When we've struggled the most, and we've struggled, when we've had tough seasons, and we've had tough seasons, always, always without exception, it comes down to her not respecting me as a man and me not loving her as a woman. It always in some way even if it's tangentially related you follow that bad boy out there far enough and it comes down to her not respecting me as the bible teaches and me not loving her as the bible teaches love respect let's land this plane as it were if you're single application application Write this down, write this down. If you're single, if you're single. Reflect on these biblical truths and apply them to your relationships in the home, the workplace, and your social life. Single people, this is for you. And by the way, this whole love and respecting, the reason I say this is it's not just for spouses, though that's where it starts. I mean, that's key. But if you're smart, you'll figure out pretty quickly, listen, if I am going to connect with men... 
I mean, men, men, those of you who are leaders in the workplace and you have people who report to you, if you want to bring the best out of your male employees, what do you do? You lead them, yeah, but you respect them. Don't ever say to a man, I don't respect you. Ladies, this, this is not in here, but I feel led to say it. Ladies, say to your man once, just once, I don't respect you, and I never have. You just cut him so deep. You might not ever recover from it. You might. With God's grace, you might, and you can. So single people learn to respect men. Oh, I got to go here. I got to go here. None of this is here. I'm sorry. Moms, moms, some of you moms, man, you're trying to raise boys. And the love works good while they're young. They'll snuggle up, kiss you, hug you, cuddle Oh, that's good. Man, I love those days. Those are awesome. But as that young baby starts to become a boy and starts to step into adolescence, moms, have you not discovered this yet? He's not all into the love. <laughs> Trying to kiss him. What's he doing? What's that young man trying to say to you? I need respect, Mom. So th- this applies all over the place, single people. Here we go. Here we go. If you are married, oh, married people in the house, take notes. Talk about today's message. Talk about today's message. God, y'all know I like, you know I encourage you guys to date. Go on a date. Date, date, date your spouse. Date her. Date him. It can be an expensive date. It can be a cheap date. Whatever you want to do. Date your spouse. Listen, nothing wrong with a cheap date. Sometimes my wife and I, man, we put the kids to bed. You know what our date is? Our date is in the house. Candles. Some dinner. It's our, it's our home date night. But we love to go out too. Talk about today's message. Just, just talk about it, guys. Talk about it with your spouse. Sit down. Well, you know, what do you think? Was, was, you think he's right? You think, you th- what do you think about what God's Word says there? Talk about it. Here's the second thing. Invest in your marriage with a book or a conference or a getaway. Invest in your marriage with a book or a conference or a getaway. I think healthy marriages date once a week or twice a month if you can. And I think healthy marriages get away once or twice a year, just the two of you. Leave the biscuit snatchers at home. And get away. There will come a day when the biscuit snatchers are out of your house. And you will be left with that person. We have books in our resources. The book Love and Respect is here. The book Love and Respect is here. Campuses, we have order forms for you. We're liable to sell out here, but just order it. It'll be here next week, but we have that for you. There's other marriage resources in the resource center. Past series of mine. Invest in your marriage with a book or a conference or a getaway. Number three, have passionate sex tonight. That was amazing to me. I heard people saying, yes. That's not even on the list, people. (laughs) Y'all are a trip. But hey, if it helps, work it. Number three. 
do y'all now understand why we have adult-oriented services of worship? These are for adults. Children need to be in Hopetown where it's age-appropriate worship. This is age-appropriate worship for the adults in the house. Amen? Amen. Amen. Number three, practice random acts. This is key. This is key. This is key. Practice random acts of unconditional love and respect with your spouse for the remainder of the year. Dudes, join me in practicing random acts of unconditional love between now and January 1st. Holiday season can be stressful. We all know that, right? Just practice them. Unconditional. And my hope and prayer is that you will see such a difference. And that's how long it takes to form new habits, by the way. By January, you will have formed the habit of unconditionally loving your spouse. Wives, practice unconditional respect with your husband between now and the new year. Just practice it. They don't have to deserve it. They don't have to be worthy. Neither are you. Hello. And practice unconditional love for her, unconditional respect for him. If you're divorced, if you're divorced, just do this for me. We have a lot. I mean, the, the, the culture, the church, the church is no different than the culture. Believe it or not, the church is no different than the culture. Can't understand that, but it's reality. Five out of ten marriages end in divorce. Spend some time thinking about your past marriage and whether or not the lack of love and respect played a part. Just, 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 will you just think about that? Just reflect on that. And think about this teaching and how you might apply this to your relationships going forward. If you are divorced, we're so glad you're here. We're not one of those churches, right? Welcome. But this is a series for you too. And you think about where love and respect played a part or whether it didn't. And then you store up this, just like the single person, you store up this. For all of your relationships and, who knows, maybe your future spouse. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, um, thank you for what you're doing here. Thank you for this series and... God, thank you for your Bible. That's what I want to thank you for more than anything. God, your word just speaks so powerfully to us. And God, I ask that in this series you would would just keep us open to what you want to do. In fact, if you're here today and you are sitting beside your spouse, won't you just reach out and grab her hand right now? Won't you just reach out and grab his hand? Put your arm around your spouse. Draw close to one another. Father, marriage is hard. And it's also beautiful and amazing. And so of you. Father, I pray. Pray for the married couples in this church. God, I pray that we would stand in the midst of a culture that is really losing sight, losing focus of what it means to be a man and even what it means to be a woman and 
God, there's so many voices speaking at us. We draw near to you because we want to hear your voice, God. We don't want to hear pop psychology. We don't want to hear pop culture. We don't want to hear pop music. We want to hear your voice. And we want to learn from you. So thank you for this unbelievable teaching in Ephesians. Bless our marriages, God. As men, help us love like you demonstrated love, agape love. Help us practice these random acts of kindness, love. As women, God, help help us respect our men unconditionally to offer expressions of gratitude and thanksgiving and honor, respect, and for the ways in which so many men, God, they're trying. And what they need is their beloved wife to come alongside them and breathe life into their air hose and say, I still believe in you. I still believe the best is yet to come with us. I thank you for getting up and going to work. I thank you for trying to provide. I thank you for trying to pray with our family. I thank you for trying to lead our home spiritually. How can I help? I respect you as my husband and the man of this household. God, keep us open. Open to what you want to do in this series. We love you. We thank you for Jesus who gave it all, showed us the way. We lean on you, our God, a mighty warrior who fights for us, who fights for our families, who fights for the church, who fights for our spouses. Our God, a mighty warrior. So as single people and married people and divorced people, God, we thrust our relationships onto you, a mighty God. And we declare this and we worship you in spirit. And I pray, oh God, in the truth of your word. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you would like to learn more about the ministries of New Hope Church, please stop by one of our six campuses anytime or visit us online at newhopenc.org. If you have any prayer requests, please send those to prayers at newhopenc.org. And our pastors and staff will stand with you in prayer. We hope you'll join us next week. God bless and thank you for being a part of our church family.